It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. All right, it is episode number 308 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you guys with us right here as we wrap up the week, getting ready for the Redskins home opener against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys come in to FedEx Field at 1-0. Off of an impressive thrashing of the Giants, who, granted, aren't very good. The Redskins, of course, 0-1 after blowing a 17-0 and a 20-7 halftime lead. And losing to the Philadelphia Eagles, 32-27. All right, so the news of Thursday. Darius Geis. We hinted at this on episode number 307. This is 308. That maybe, maybe he would go see Dr. James Andrews, right? Get an extra opinion. We said Jay Gruden's answer was very kind of, what's the best way to put this? Kind of noncommittal, not very transparent, kind of hush-hush, just kind of like sweep it under the rug. And nobody kind of really pressed him on it uh, if that was a possibility. So, again, on episode 307, which is, Self-titled Dallas Week, you know, we kind of hinted at this. Not that I knew anything for sure, um, but it just makes sense, right? The kid's having some issues. He's been having some issues. This is not a new thing. This, My understanding is this did not happen for the first time. Like, it was perfect, no problems, and all of a sudden his meniscus w- was damaged in, in, in Philadelphia. Again, I don't know what he was dealing with exactly before, but that's just what I know. So the bottom line is, he goes down, Geis does, to see Dr. James Andrews. Andrews is, of course, the world's most premier orthopedist when it comes to a surgeon. Uh, When it comes to this type of situation, and the Redskins bring him home and away to every game, As basically a contractor. They have him on site. So obviously they've had a long-standing relationship with him. And he decides to do a meniscus surgery on Darius Geis. Now, Jay Gruden did not have any details, as you're going to hear in his press conference, in terms of whether they shaved it, whether they cut it completely. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'm not guessing. Here's what we do know. The team, of course, did not have any information. I mean, why would they? However, Adam Schefter of ESPN reported that it would be a six- to eight-week procedure. Now, as of Thursday evening, as I record this, it probably will change by the time you listen to this, especially if you listen to this, say, on Friday afternoon or whenever. Maybe not by Friday morning, but you get my point. The Redskins said they don't know if they'll put Geis on IR. They should. 
Assuming that the timeline is right from Schefter, six to eight weeks, I don't think there's any way that they can legitimately sit here and tell you, oh, no, 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 we're good. We're going to keep him on the active 53-man roster and not put him on IR. And what IR means is he's got to miss eight weeks. So don't expect to see Darius Geis, if that is indeed the case, probably until that last game before the bye, which is Buffalo. And there's a possibility, maybe a decent possibility, that you don't even see him then and that they give him that extra time during the bye to, again, continue to strengthen his knee, again, continue to rehab, and then they get him back for practice when the team comes back from their five-day vacation. That's what I'm guessing they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do. That's what they should do. There's no reason, again, when you're talking about 46-man rosters and 53-man rosters and having to let this guy go and that guy go and having to wave this guy and that guy. You know, they lost J.P. Holtz to the Chicago Bears because they had to wave him. They felt they had to wave him because they had so many injuries uh, and they have other guys and they figured, well, you know, if we lose him, we'll get Donald Parham back, which is exactly what they did. They signed him back to the practice squad. But to me, if you're already doing that dance, and they already are, you're going to hear Jay Gruden talk a little bit about Quentin Dunbar. And we told you about Monte Nicholson. And Monte Nicholson is certainly if he to certainly to be healthy 100% if not to play on Sunday if you're already playing this game you do not have a roster spot to burn on the 53 i understand he would be one of the seven inactives on the 46 game day i got it i understand that that's easy and in some ways i guess that would help But you do not, I don't think, have a 53-man spot to hold for a minimum of six weeks. That's a long time in the NFL. Maybe even eight weeks. Maybe longer. Who knows? You don't have that spot, in my opinion. Because you're going to pile up more injuries. I mean, look at what's already happened in week one. The Redskins were relatively healthy going into week one. Relatively. Jonathan Allen... He didn't practice again on Thursday. He's unlikely to play, although he could possibly on Sunday. We know about Geis. We mentioned Nicholson, Quentin Dunbar. Fabian Moreau missed week one. Uh, Caleb Brantley's banged up again for a second time with a foot. That's one week. One week. I don't know how you keep Geis on the 53 if he's expected to be out six to eight weeks, unless Dr. James Andrews said, no, 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 that's the wrong information. He's going to be back in two to four weeks. That's really the only way I could see it. That's me. I'm not saying that the Redskins are going to do it. Now, Adrian Peterson's going to be the starting running back. Jay Gruden said Adrian Peterson is in a good place. I'm sure Adrian Peterson said all the right things. The Redskins have to hope that they get really upset, really motivated, really pissed off Adrian Peterson because that's the kind of Adrian Peterson quite honestly they got at the beginning and at times last year when Adrian Peterson was upset that he had to you know basically hang out until mid-August then come in and work out 
in a group setting. He killed the workout. The Redskins signed him immediately, and almost quickly after that, he was the starter. Like, days after that. But I would also say this. There were plenty of times, of course, where Adrian Peterson wasn't very good last year. So what Adrian Peterson is going to be around, I I don't know. And maybe it wasn't all on Adrian Peterson. Again, like Geis didn't have much running room on Sunday. They just didn't block it up well. In the Redskins' eight home games last year, Adrian Peterson, the team was 3-5. and Adrian Peterson ran for 3.82 yards per attempt, for whatever that's worth. On the road, they were 4-4. and and he averaged 4.41 yards per game. Or per carry, I should say. In the Redskins' wins, Adrian Peterson last year averaged 4.53 yards per attempt, 150 carries, 680 yards. In the Redskins' losses, 3.58. Almost a full yard difference. 101 carries, 300. 62 yards. So, listen, we don't know what kind of Adrian Peterson we're going to get, but the Redskins need the good kind. The guy that was, in general, overall good. He wasn't great last year. He was good. He had two huge runs that accounted for 154 of his just over 1,000 yards. Again, you don't take that away, but let's not act like Adrian Peterson was great in every game. But in this game, against the Cowboys, against a defense that allows less than four yards per carry, or at least they did last year, I should say, and there's no reason to think that they're you know, probably going to be worse than that, big picture-wise, they allowed 3.78 yards per play rushing last year. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty insane. The NFL averages 4.42. They're good. It's going to be tough sledding. But the Redskins have to try. The Redskins also have to do some different things. Spread them out a little bit. Run, again, more from 11 personnel, three-wide receiver look. Don't be predictable. Run a delay trap draw. Run your RPO stuff. Figure it out. You're smart enough to do that. Case Keenum is smart enough to do that. Adrian Peterson is smart enough to do that. Maybe get him out of his comfort zone. Maybe you catch the Cowboys napping a little bit. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll hear from Redskins head coach Jay Gruden next, right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It's good to have you with us on LOR, episode number 308, Back in a Flash. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked On Redskins. Long day at work, tough day at school. Still stuck at the office? Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you, all with DoorDash. Your sweatpants are on for the day but you're sick of microwave leftovers and frozen pizza. Who needs that stuff, right? Enter DoorDash, restaurant-quality food with a living room dress code. Here's the deal. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app. Choose what you want to eat, and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite food uh, and pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there's over 340,000 restaurants in over 3,300 cities, so you might find a new favorite, too. Door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash 
app and enter the promo code Locked On. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the App Store and enter the promo code Locked On. Don't forget, promo code Locked On to get $5 off your first order from DoorDash. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we welcome you back. It is episode number 308 right here of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. Of course, make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins, at Locked On NFL Net on both Twitter and Instagram. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right, as we told you about, Jay Gruden meeting with the media on Thursday at Redskins Park. And he started off with the injury report. Let's listen in to the head coach. Did not participate. Jonathan Allen, knee, Brantley, foot, Geis, knee, McCoy, fibula, Dunbar, knee, limited were Nicholson, foot, Moreau, ankle, and Reed, concussion. There was a report that Darius had surgery just is he going on IR to have you guys decide what you want to do with that? He went to Dr. Andrews, had a visit, and they did a small procedure on him. And uh, that's the extent of the procedure that I know of right now. As of putting on IR, uh, we haven't made that determination yet. Uh, Quentin with the knee is a, is a new injury. What can you tell us about that? Uh, he, he didn't practice today. He has a sore knee. That's it. Nothing, nothing sore, major. Soreness, do you expect him back tomorrow? hope so. Yeah, he's getting it checked out today level about Darius long term obviously torn ACL in one knee potentially torn meniscus in the other knee about how good he can be for you guys long term and also how much time he might miss yeah I don't have a concern with him getting back full strength you know he came back uh, extremely strong with a much more damaged knee uh, last time so this is a minor procedure from what I've been told and he will be back and uh, he's a great kid works extremely hard and uh, eventually he's going to show Redskin Nation what he's all about a small, do you know if it was just a trimming of the meniscus or did they actually repair it? I don't know exactly what happened. I don't, I don't know. That's Dr. Andrews did it uh, today, I believe. With guys like John Allen, Jordan Reed, how hard is it to balance trying to get them back for Sunday, knowing you need to try and avoid that 0-2 start, but also keeping in mind that you have 14 games after Sunday? Yeah, yeah, there's uh, no balancing act at all. If they're cleared by the doctors, then they're good to go. And uh, that's the only determination I can make. I don't make the judgment that I need you for next 14 games if they can go uh, I know they want to go so we'll let them go if they aren't cleared then uh, obviously we won't make them or ask them to Jay when you've obviously played against this defense now for a couple of years they've kept a lot of the same staff in place some some changes on, on the position coaches but how have you seen the, the Cowboys defense evolve as their personnel has changed over the years well, the one thing that stays constant is the way they play. They play extremely hard. They're fast and physical, and uh, that's what they hang their hat on. Coach Marinelli does an excellent job of tenacity, teaching tenacity, and they play uh, with their hair on fire every snap. And uh, they're moving around. They're getting up the field. They're getting off blocks. Uh, Jalen Smith is fast to the football. Vanden Bosch is fast to the football. Uh, Safety Woods is uh, 
excellent middle safety when he's in the middle, uh, but he also come down to cover the back and tight ends. And they got corners that are very disruptive that uh, really uh, knock you off your routes and force the quarterback to hold it and enables the pass rush to get home. Very solid defense. And for Terry, obviously last week was a surprise. I think to a lot of people around the league, you clearly knew what you had in him uh, based on how you guys handled him in the preseason. But what have you told him about how life will change for him once people figure out like he's a guy we have to pay attention to? Terry? Yeah. Uh, Nothing. You know, I think he's fine. He's got a level head on his shoulders. You know, the beauty is that, uh, you know, Jordan Reed comes back. They have other things to worry about as well. Trey Quinn uh, is going to make a splash also. Chris Thompson in the backfield. Uh, Harmon, Paul Richardson, uh, all those guys, I think, uh, when you distribute the ball correctly. And then you add Adrian Peterson in the running game. Uh, it's hard to just concentrate on one guy, and that's the intent of our offense. Jay, you guys are going to face a pretty good offensive line. If John and Caleb can't go, I know you have McGill, but would you consider moving Sweat or somebody else around to kind of help those three down guys or playing other, any other games to kind of make up for the loss of those two? Yeah, we'll still have, uh, if, if, if both of them can't go, then we'll still have five defensive linemen to be able to rotate. I wouldn't put Sweat in there uh, against some of these big guards and tackles that they have and get double teamed. It wouldn't be pretty. Uh, Sweat's fine on the outside. We need him to get up the field, force Dak to press. To, Dak Prescott to step up into Payne and, and Payne and Ionitis and the rest of the guys. So uh, Sweat's in a good spot where he is. I think we'll have five healthy, good defensive linemen no matter who they are. What changes have you seen in Dak Prescott or, or, or any growth signs in him, even just from the, in the first game um, over from the last couple of years? Oh, well, Dak's always been a very poised quarterback. You know, he does a great job with his eyes down the field, um, creating plays with his legs, his strength in the pocket. You know, I think that we've had many a times we've had him corralled and he gets out of the grasp of our defenders and, and makes a play. So uh, he had one last, he had two uh, last year at their place that really cost us. So uh, he, he's just, a, he's an excellent quarterback. He can do it all. He can get outside the pocket. He can stand in the pocket and then he hurts you with his legs uh, within the pocket. This looks like a, an opportunity for Tim Settle to play more probably one way or the other, maybe make his first start. Yeah, he, he had a pretty good summer. It, it seemed like what have you kind of just seen from him and what do you, do you think about this opportunity for him if he's in there more? Yeah, it's big for him. You know, I think it's going to come down to him how he handles more reps you know I think uh, when you had Payne Allen and Ioannidis in there and he's getting limited 15 20 snaps a game if that goes up to 30 35 40 we'll see how he does you know see how he stamina is but I think he's in great shape you know that defensive line that entire defensive line group worked extremely hard in the offseason to get themselves ready uh, they weren't quite ready for three defensive linemen the whole second half against Philly uh, but th they're in good shape and ready to go and I think Settle uh, hopefully will show up big and you had uh, Jimmy Moreland played a lot, obviously, on Sunday. And now, no, no Fabian, and then we find out Greg was, was injured. So I don't know what the original plan was. But what did you see from him? And kind of were you almost surprised that he did play as much as he did? Uh, not really. We, we anticipate him playing full-time nickel for the most part. Um, he might have to move outside a little bit. We'll see how our guys are tomorrow. It's going to be big for Dunbar and Fabian tomorrow. It'll be a big day for them. Um, we have DRC also who can play outside. Uh, and obviously, uh, um, Jimmy uh, can play outside as well, so um, might have to dress a little bit something tomorrow, but we'll see how those two guys are. It's going to be critical tomorrow. Big day tomorrow as far as the secondary is concerned. Um, with Terry, when you guys drafted him, did you picture him being a day one starter, or did, is that just a testament to how he worked in camp? Who's that? Terry. Uh, well, we drafted him because he's fast and a heck of a wideout, and we had hopes that he'd be a full-time starter eventually. We also knew that he was great on special teams, yeah. uh, but uh, quality person, uh, leader, two-time captain at Ohio State, really a no-brainer at that, at that spot 
Like we, if we were smart, we would take him in the first round. Uh, but yeah, no, he, he's been he's been awesome. Uh, you know, a guy from that program, smarty as, as he is, a captain. Those guys can handle day one starter uh, because nothing's too big for him. Yeah. Um, with Fabian, how's he look? Just physically, as he did more today of... out there, which is good. You know, I think it's close. It's just a matter of how he feels pushing off. Um, and exploding and uh, being able to go full speed. So uh, tomorrow will be a, a good day to find out more. Might lead into Saturday, but they're getting a lot of mental reps out there. They're in all the meetings. Uh, they're ready to play. Uh, just a matter of if they feel like they can push off and be effective. Coach, last year in the first meeting against the Cowboys at FedEx Field, Zeke only had 15, yard, or 15 carries for 33 yards. Is there anything you can take from last year's film to use this year or new year, new team? Oh, yeah, we watch film. For sure, last year's game, both games, what they've done every game for the last couple of years. So uh, we understand what they're all about. Knowing what they're all about and being able to handle uh, that front is another thing and the speed of their linebackers. So we just got to make sure we're on top of what we're doing, taking good pass, uh, hanging on double teams maybe a little longer, or getting off the double teams to get to the linebacker if they're fast flowing. So, uh, you know, it's easier said than done. There's a lot of movement involved with that defense, and they're very effective at it, but there's still some lanes to be had. We just got to do a good job, be a little bit more patient in calling them. Coach DeMarcus Lawrence coming back from injury but says he's building upon that, understands what he's going up against. Do you guys have to double team? Can you afford to? Just kind of what kind of problems does he present? Well, he's a big problem, and you try to double team as much as you can, but that's not always the case. You know, you want to get receivers out in the pattern, but you want to make sure you have him taken care of. He can uh, wreck a game. I think an interception against us last year at their place, and, uh, you know, I had a couple sacks. So, uh, great player, great player. Uh, whether he's on Penn or whether he's on Morgan Moses, he's, he's been a problem for us in the past. So, uh, guys are ready for him. It'll be a great challenge, as it always is. Jay, as you're going through all these injuries, you mentioned the big day for the secondary tomorrow. Obviously, we talked about guys. You start looking at this roster, it seems like you've got a lot of guys who are out. Do you anticipate somebody going on IR tomorrow, even if you don't let this moment kind of know who that's going to be? Yeah, that could happen. Could could very well happen if we need a spot, uh, depending on what's going on with the uh, secondary for sure. So we got to make sure we get the proper diagnosis with a couple guys that are uh, – Injured right now. Um, some of them, if they're three, four weeks or six or seven weeks, it'll be a big determination. And we'll talk to the doctors, talk to the trainers, uh, and figure out who that might be uh, later on today or tomorrow. All right, once again, that is Jay Gruden meeting with reporters at Redskins Park on Thursday afternoon. So we'll have to see what happens and if the Redskins are going to have anybody in that secondary besides Josh Norman. And we already uh, told you about that. By the way, uh, Josh Norman getting criticized. Uh, rightfully so, by the way, by D'Angelo Hall on his podcast with Aaron Hawksworth, uh, which we've told you about a couple of times. Uh, I would highly suggest you listen to it. I love D. Hall and I love Aaron. Um, so you can check that out again on the Athletics NFL Paywall site uh, and also listen to us, of course. Uh, but D. Hall basically saying Josh Norman is playing too much with his eyes in the backfield and not playing bail coverage correctly. He was pretty hard on him, uh, and rightfully so. He's absolutely right. Guys, it's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up, or would you keep walking? Of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Who doesn't like to get paid when you get a W? Let's face it. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. So I wouldn't be telling you guys 
to bet with them and my bookie if they weren't the best. Simply do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always take the other side. So you have in-game wagering. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. The NFL season is, of course, the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On, and visit MyBookie.ag. Today, you play, you win, you get paid. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, before we get on out of here on episode number 308, let's take a look at the line spread, and I'll give you my pick. Again, we hit the uh, Redskins plus the 10 and the over-under in last week's game. Uh, We kind of stayed away from the old money line deal. Uh, Right now, the Cowboys, as of Thursday night, They opened up a a 6.5-point favorite. They have jumped, or they have uh, moved down to uh, a 6-point favorite. Moved down to a 6-point favorite are the Dallas Cowboys with the over-under opening at 44, and that's up to 46.5. So that's made a little bit of a jump. It's actually down. It had jumped to 47 and now down by a half point. So, again, we'll go with these numbers uh, just because that's what I have. I'm going to take the Cowboys minus the six. I think the Cowboys will win the game. I think the Cowboys will win the game by between a touchdown and 10 points. I could be wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope the Redskins somehow shock us and give us something to look forward to. I think the Cowboys are going to win and cover the six. As far as the 46 and a half, again, I believe both of these offenses are going to score some points, even though I think the Redskins are going to be more challenged to do so than Dallas. I just I don't see a way that this Dallas juggernaut of an offense really gets slowed down. So I'm going to go with the Dallas-Washington 46-and-a-half over, over 46-and-a-half, and I'll take Dallas minus the six to cover the number. All right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for being with us right here on LOR. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'm Chris Russell. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.